This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 132191. Yeah, morning everyone. Daniel Pedigree with you on this Wednesday morning, the 19th of October 2022, broadcasting through SEN 1170 Sydney, SEN Q693 AM and SEN 1620 AM. Big show. I'll tell you what's coming up shortly, but we've only got this next man for a few minutes. He is the host of The Breakfast Show, but today in about half an hour, he's commentating Tonga up against Papua New Guinea live from St. Helens. Volti, good morning to you. Uh, good morning to you, Lieutenant Dan. How exciting to be here up in uh, Merseyside for uh, this match. So this really is one of the best games of the uh, first week of the World Cup. If not, potentially, I'd say one of the best games of mm. the tournament. Um, the Tongan side, I mean, both of them are, are full of uh, NRL experience, Super League and uh, Championship, the second tier here. Players that have played final series matches at a, at, at, at a powerhouse club. I mean, St. Helens is the the champion club over here and has been for seasons on season and uh you know good feel weather's okay so i think this is going to be an outstanding matchup yeah everyone expecting tonga to do a lot of good stuff in this year's world cup are you expecting them to start off with a win today uh well okay well let's bring you up to date with the uh, yes. team news well if you're not aware uh, jason tamalolo is obviously still serving his suspension from the preliminary final so you've got to say whatever tonga do tonight they'll be a stronger side once Big Jason is back. Mm. I can't quite work out what they've done around dummy half. According to the team sheets, uh, Sony Luke, the, the, the Panthers player who came into first grade this year, is on the bench. The way they've listed their team, they've got Keon Kaloa Matangi from the Rabbitohs, is going to play hooker. Now, the young fella from Penrith, who has been signed by the Dolphins, Asaya Katoa, is, um, is starting in the match in the halves, so that'll be a big thrill for him. Uh, they will start favourites, but this Papua New Guinea side... I've spoken to Shane Flanagan, who's part of the coaching mm-hmm. panel. He said, look, they will have a red-hot crack. There's some disappointing news for them. Uh, Dan, I can bring you the news that Xavier Coates has done a hamstring oh, uh, in the lead-up to the game. They're not quite sure of the severity, but out tonight, you know, that's a huge loss to lose a, you know, a state-of-origin quality player out of the PNG side. But mind you, the back line still includes Alex Johnston, uh, Josh, Justin uh, Ollum, mm. Nene McDonald, who's had plenty of experience. Mm. So Lachlan Lamb gets his chance tonight. You know, whatever angle you look at it, tonight is an entertaining and going to be a highly spirited match. Yeah, it should be a really entertaining game. We'll let you go now, Vossi. But quick tip, really quickly. Uh, really quick tip. Well, obviously, I will stick with Tonga, but I've got a little bit of a soft spot for uh, Papua New Guinea. I've got James Graham beside me. He's got a big presence. I mean, James Graham actually has the keys to the city mm. of St. Helens. I mean, I've been walking around with James Graham. He, they walk up, they, they, they did his shoes, they, they, you know, they carry him in on a giant wicker chair. It's quite incredible <laughs> to work with James Graham tonight. Um, it's a great rugby league town, Dan. It really is. I've had a Chinese food, actually, in the centre of town at Mr. Chan's. I'm living the dream, Dan. Good luck to Brandy and Jimmy Smith later this morning. Um, and, and I'm just loving the new show, World Cup News Trade Hour, in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, you're almost Thank there. You. Thank you, Vossi. Have a good one. We'll speak to you later. 
No problem. Uh, Andrew Voss, uh, one half of Vossi and at Brandy over there in St. Helens. Uh, World Cups in a nutshell. It is interested to get his review on all that food. I'm sure he'll be telling Brandy about that tomorrow. And he is calling that game between Papua New Guinea and Tonga that will begin in a about uh, 25 minutes time from now. So thanks to Vossi just for sparing a, sl- a bit of his time uh, there. Yeah, morning, everyone. It is four past five uh, this morning. Jimmy Smith and Brandy will be with you, obviously, for the breakfast show. We will speak to Vossi, no doubt, uh, during that game, or at least after that game. It'll be a good game as well. Coming up on this show, aside from uh, him, Matty Cox will join me, host of Tradies News in a nutshell, in Melbourne, we'll talk about all the hot topics in sport. Uh, a lot going on, of course, in rugby league with the World Cup. We'll talk about that as well in more detail and uh, more news surrounding Manly. The cricket, uh, another couple of interesting games in the T20 World Cup yesterday as well. Plus, we know Pat Cummins has been named captain of the one-day international team. And still mystery surrounds Dave Warner. And we've got some football on this morning of the round ball variety as well. So plenty to get through. Uh, your calls and texts as well. Open line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, Or you can text us on 0457 736 736. Hot, hot. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Yeah, five past five in New South Wales, five past four in Queensland. Does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Before we bring you uh, some of the latest, Vossi obviously covered a lot of the game this afternoon, tonight in about... 25 minutes this morning, Australian time between Tonga and Papua New Guinea. It is well, it is called World Cups in a nutshell. Uh, we are focusing more on the World Cup, but we will talk about other sport as uh, well as we go along the way. Um, so I want to know on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. that's the open line number, or you can text 0457-736-736. I would like to know standout World Cup performances. Now, it can be an individual World Cup performance. It can be a team World Cup performance, and it can be in any World Cup. Doesn't just have to be the ones that are on at the moment. The T20 World Cup, the Rugby League World Cup, of course, the Football World Cup, kicking off basically in a month day. But standout World Cup performances. There is one that stands out in my mind, which be which was a major. I wouldn't maybe not call it an upset in a particular World Cup, but it was a major scoreline in a pretty big semi-final. I think it was of a World Cup about eight years ago. So your most impressive, your standout World Cup performances, 0457 736 736 is the text number, or you can call us on the open line, 1300 01 1170. Standout World Cup performances. We'll get to your texts and your calls very shortly. It's now time for a Rugby League World Cup update. Yeah, we of course just spoke to Vossi. So Tonga and Samoa getting underway in just over 20 minutes time from now. And as Vossi said, it's a really entertaining game. You look at the first round, and this is still the first round of the World Cup, and we've got one more game to come tomorrow morning when Wales take on Cook Islands. But some of the standout matches, obviously on paper, England and Samoa was supposed to be a standout match. Wasn't quite, didn't quite go that way. 60 points to six, as we know. But this one definitely one of the standout ones. This one being played at Totally Wicked Stadium in St. Helens. So we'll keep you across that once that kicks off at 5.30, 4.30 Queensland time, and then and then Jimmy Smith and Brandy in breakfast will keep you across it as well, and we'll have a chat with uh, Vossi a little later on. Yesterday, while we're on air, this game started France 34 over Greece 12. I know when we spoke to Vossi yesterday morning, he tipped Greece. Um, but I saw most of it whilst I was in here doing uh, work, and I thought France looked very, very good. 
I actually saw someone who knows quite a bit about rugby league go as far as to say on Twitter that France could beat Samoa. Now, they're in the same group. Now, France will play England this weekend. That will be the Sunday morning 3 a.m. match, our time. But they've got, and I see they've got Trent Robinson uh, saying that France should be playing more international rugby league matches as well. What do you reckon? France 34, Greece 12. I, I don't know if you watched it, but if you did, or well, you saw the highlights, they were really good now. Admittedly, they're only playing Greece. They've got more formidable opposition in England. And we saw how good they were and Samoa to come. But maybe, just maybe, France at least could, if they don't beat Samoa, it could be a close game. Of course, Samoa will play this weekend before uh, they uh, play France. They've got uh, Greece themselves this coming uh, Monday morning. It is at 3 a.m. So we'll see if Samoa can turn things around. But, yeah, interesting uh, to see. But interesting that Trent Robinson has come out. I'll tell you more about that a little later on, saying that France should get more games um, in International Rugby League. And uh, after what they did yesterday, no one can deny it. So, yeah, a little later on today, 20 minutes time from now, Tonga will take on Papua New Guinea. Tonga heavy favourites, as you'd expect there. Uh, but Vossi, as he said, no Jason Tomalolo yet, still serving that suspension. And then, yeah, one more game to come between Wales and the Cook Islands. That will be tomorrow morning at 5.30 a.m. And next weekend, or next week as well, we've got games uh, every morning up until uh, the last one will be next Wednesday morning in round two of the Rugby League World Cup. Are you enjoying it? I am. I think it's been a good. There's not been a lot of close matches, it has to be said yet, but you probably wouldn't expect that you probably would have expected England and Samoa to be close. The rest of them, maybe not so, but they will get closer once we get to the quarterfinals and the semifinals. But I'm enjoying the passion, and I think it's been really entertaining rugby league from uh, most sides so far in this tournament. Uh, so we'll keep you up to date with that Tonga. Uh, Togger game up against Papua New Guinea when that kicks off at 5.30 a.m. one 1170 is our open line number. You can send us a text 0457 736 736. Uh, news around Shane Flanagan as well at Manly. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, of course, Des Hassler left last week after being sacked. News around Pat Cummins. We'll talk about that as well and plenty more. And your standout World Cup performances in any sport. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. the open line number. Or you can text 0457 736 736. After this, we're going to have a chat with the host of Tradies News in a Nutshell in Melbourne, Matty Cox. It's 10 past 5, 10 past 4 in Queensland. Yeah, nice to be with you. Going to have a chat with Matty Cox from Tradies News in Melbourne in just a second. Asking you, got a couple of texts there. I'll get to them after our chat with Matty. Uh, standout World Cup performances in any sport. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or you can call the open line 1300 1170 Let's have a chat with Matty Cox in Melbourne from Tradies News. Good morning to you, Dan. Morning to you, man. It's very upbeat for a Wednesday morning. It is. Found a nice little bit of cold play in the system, which uh, Sky Full of Stars. Which uh, well, I haven't got tickets. I haven't got tickets to see them. I'd like uh, to well, though. That is well. That, hang on. There is something that I can trump you with. Uh. I did manage to see them a few years ago, and they were absolutely sensational. I might go and see they- them next time. That very song was um, probably the best of the night. Anyway, that, that's I good. digress. That's 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 good. How are you, Manny? Are you doing well? 
I'm well, yes. Um, That's good. Yes. Uh, don't, <laughs> I, think, I think I'm going about as well as what you are, given the conversation yes. that we had off there. Yes, very well, very well indeed. But still a lot of sport going on, isn't there? There is, there yeah. is, and we made a little bit of fun about the fact that you've uh, you've changed your name for your program <laughs> for the next uh, little while with the cricket and the uh, Rugby League World Cup, which is also underway at the moment. Before we get stuck into things properly, what's mm. what's been your observations with those two so far? Yeah, so World Cup's in a nutshell, Matty. Uh, I've got another three more weeks before I take some time off, so I'm going to get used to that name. And I may even pass that name to you. Who knows what will happen? Um, but, yeah, been a lot um, going on. Really enjoyed uh, the Rugby League World Cup, obviously, so far. I was saying before the break, and we just spoke to uh, Andrew Voss, one half of the breakfast show in Sydney, Vossi and Brandy, who is over there on Fox League commitments and doing the show from Manchester, most days. He's calling the Tonga Papua New Guinea game that's coming up in about 15 minutes. Look, Matty, there's not been a lot of close games, it has to be said, uh, in this World Cup so far. Um, not surprising most of them, but it has been entertaining. And I think, you know, you, you expect Australia, New Zealand, England uh, to be up there. But I think the passion from the nations that we don't get to see very often playing uh, rugby league. Uh, there was an article in today's, I think, Daily Telegraph about Greece, who lost to France yesterday. I think it was 34 points to 12 or something along those lines. Uh, but that coach coming out and saying, it's just great to be able to play. Um, great that they're there. So what I'm really enjoying, we're going to see it tonight as well, this morning, uh, our time with Tonga up against Papua New Guinea. Tonga, one of the more heavy weights in the competition. But, yeah, the passion has been yeah really, really good. And as I said uh, before the break to my list, is when we get closer to the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and obviously that final in just over a month's time, uh, it'll get a lot closer. But it's been really entertaining and rugby league on most mornings. So you can't really complain at the moment. Yeah, no, I'd be, be you'd be enjoying that given the the yes. season has come to its conclusion here on a mm. an, on a domestic front. The the Aussies, what, what what stage are they at? Yeah, so they uh, played on Sunday morning our time and had a look. They had a convincing victory against Fiji. Uh, Fiji played uh, well, but Australia. They were a bit clunky. They they will rest a couple of players this weekend. And it's interesting, last weekend, last Saturday, uh, well, last Sunday our time, none of the grand finalists from two weeks ago played. Uh, but they will play this weekend. They will take on Scotland. So you would expect a pretty big victory there as well. But, yeah, clunky, but uh, a long, long time for them to improve. Still two more pool games before they hit uh, the quarterfinals. And then that semifinal, very likely to be against New Zealand. Which will be phenomenal. Speaking of... Australia and New Zealand. That's what is coming our way this weekend in the T20 ICC mm. World Cup. Mm. What's your interest, Ben? I know I've described it as a slow simmering burn. This World mm. Cup, and and not even the official matches that got underway on Sunday, but even our summer of cricket, if you like, the build up to it over the last probably two months has been. Quite slow, quite steady, mm. and it's been hard to fully commit to engaging to it, at least from my perspective. And even as this tournament has gone underway, there hasn't been an enormous amount of fanfare, but we've no. been lucky that there's been a couple of shock, surprise, and just great results to witness from a, a couple of the, the smaller nations that have allowed us to get caught up 
momentarily in it because I, I still don't feel that we're, that we're fully into it as a, a sporting loving nation. I think it has gone very much under the radar, hasn't it, Maddie? You mentioned the upsets and they have added some interest into what has been a pretty slow first week. And even though know, it's a different sort of first week to a normal uh, World Cup. It is a bit of a slow start. I watched a bit of the Scotland-West Indies game on Monday afternoon into Monday night now. Rain did affect that match, but that was a highly entertaining match. Uh, look, I, I think what will happen um, with the football season's just gone, and obviously we do have a Rugby League World Cup on at the moment, I think once we get to this weekend when Australia play New Zealand, sold out at the SCG, and then a Melbourne-India up against Pakistan, I think the interest level will definitely rise then. But I agree with you. Uh, and I also think the other thing is Australia's played so many warm-up matches, I think people sort of lose context on uh, when they are playing. Um, and they've lost most of those World Cup warm-up matches as well. But, yeah, I think once we get to the weekend, um, and clearly there is interest in it, Matty, because... Both of those stadiums, the SCG and the MCG, sold out over the course of the weekend coming up. They are. And I was keen, because down down here there's not a great deal of attention that's being dedicated towards that match on, or that fixture, I should say, mm. on uh, Sunday. And it, it'll be a phenomenal atmosphere. One of the biggest in terms of eyeballs that are going to be watching what unfolds in that match. But for Australia against New mm. Zealand... In our home World Cup, how has it been received in Sydney town? Like, is the build-up getting stronger or is it kind of like here where it's saying, oh, yeah, it's on in the background and we'll just wait for something big to happen and then we'll get invested? I, I think more so the latter. I think it is definitely background at the moment. Um, I know in my group of friends all support sport. They'll watch it, but there hasn't been much hype about it. I also suppose maybe it's to do with the fact that it's a T20 World Cup um, and some people, not everyone, but some people who uh, love cricket aren't a huge fan of the T20 format, which doesn't help. I still think, though, I think once we get play underway, especially with Australia, and look, Matty, it also probably depends how Australia does in the World Cup. We mentioned they've lost all their warm-up matches, but they did win the T20 World Cup last year. I think that sometimes gets forgotten with everything else that is going on in the world of sport and locally here as well. So a lot will depend on how Australia will go. Um, but if they can get a win over New Zealand, and hopefully it's a good close match as well, because I think if it's close, that will definitely raise the interest levels as well. And it was a very similar form line in the warm-up matches mm. heading towards last year's yeah. World Cup. And that's why I'm kind of surprised. We're defending champions yeah. it just doesn't seem to have no hype. hit the market at least for now i've got the uh, topic down here this morning about mm. ugly departures <laughs> and yes this is inspired off the back of what has unfolded with st kilda coach brett ratton last week completely unexpected down mm. here um mm. completely from left field in fact when i was alerted to the news last thursday night thought someone's, someone's <laughs> having a joke and it's caught traction on Twitter and all of a sudden, and, no, Cal Toomey, he was 100% on the money. They, mm. Now, for, for your listeners, the context here is that there was a, well, what was it, 100 days or so ago, Brett was re-signed <laughs> for a further two seasons. Mm. Then uh, in August, a review was announced to the footy club mm. and uh, now we've gone through all the trade period, St Kilda was there was a lot of frustration from fans about the lack of, uh, I suppose, involvement or activity during that trade period, and then 
a day and a bit after that concludes, they're without a coach. Yeah. It's been one of the more extraordinary departures. And there's a similar kind of thing unfolding at the moment with the Manly Sea Eagles, with the legend of the club, Des Hasler. Yeah, well, both of those sackings happened on the same day as well, Matty, within probably hours of themselves. Look, probably slightly different to the St Kilda one with Brett Rannan is that Manly, well, he was contracted, it has to be said, for 2023, but... That story with Des Hasler had really been bubbling along, and I'm sure we spoke about it at the time with the Pride jersey situation with the seven players uh, deciding not to play that game against the Roosters. And ever since that game, they lost that game, and they didn't win another game that year, uh, this season. Not another game, and lost some pretty easy matches they'd be expected to win as well. So th- this decision stems from from that moment purely or has there been other things that have been going along and this was almost like the the breaking point? I think that was the breaking point. I, I still feel sorry for Des Hasler. I've said a couple of times that when that all happened, it was him and the captain, Daly Cherry Evans, that fronted the media to explain it. There was no sign of a chairman or a CEO. But that I think that was what, uh, t- rightly or wrongly, uh, turned things for Des. The fact, look, the fact he didn't win another game probably didn't uh, help him as well. But I tell you what, and we've been talking about it this week in Sydney, There'd be a lot of clubs, a lot of struggling clubs that, you know, maybe not for 2023, it might be a bit uh, too short notice, but there'd be a lot of clubs in the next 18 months, especially if the same teams like the Knights uh, and the Dragons struggle uh, next year, like they have done over the past couple of years, uh, that would love Des Hasler's services. So I, I still think he could easily land another coaching gig, but... Yeah, really disappointing to see how that all ended with Manly, considering as well, Matty, he uh, was part of competitions as a coach. He played for them uh, for a long time as well. So, yeah, really bitter end to a, a really good partnership for the most part between Des Hasler and the Manly Seagulls. And it's, I, I suppose, kind of similar to what Brett Ratton, it was his second uh, club that he's coached. He was uh, a, virtually a legend with the Carlton Footy Club and coached them for a period of time. That went sour and departed in not the greatest of circumstances. In in fact, uh, there was a, a text message that came through a little earlier with a nomination saying that his first sacking was was a bad one and, and probably just as bad as what has, or unex, well, not as unexpected, but it was an ugly departure. And spent a long time at Hawthorne, joined St Kilda, was elevated into the senior coaching role after caretaker coach following Alan Richardson's departure. And there was a lot of optimism at the time. Mm. There was a lot of thinking that second time around that this was, this was going to be his moment, his list. And there's been, you know, various conversations about whether or not the quality on the playing list was going to ever be good enough to take it, whether there was Mm. that support for him, but it's, but it's ended unexpectedly and and quite ugly. And, and the conversation now is it's almost going back to the future for the Saints, given that Ross Lyon is the biggest name that he's linked to the club. Yeah, Matty, I don't know you're running short on time, but just quickly, the reaction from St Kilda fans, because it's been interesting here. Manly fans, for the most part, are really disappointed that Des has gone. Uh, the big fans of Des, obviously, you're going to have the few that are happy with it, but the majority are very, very unhappy. What's the reaction from the St Kilda fans? Is it a similar thing? Uh, to the Manly fans here? I think there's an, the, the reaction very quickly shifted to what was going to come in and replace Brett Ratton, so around this Ross line, and that and that is quite divided. Mm. It is given that a lot of people think it's 
either what they need. They need that authoritarian voice to come in and shake the footy club up. Others say, well, we're just going back to the past. Why, why are we doing that? Mm. I think overall, though, based on what we're hearing through talkback here in, in Melbourne, the, the frustration and the mm. fact that for the last couple of years, it's almost been promised that St Kilda would deliver an element of a success by either making the eights or potentially threatening to go higher on the ladder and deeper into September. But that hasn't eventuated and there's been various pivots along mm. that period of time. There's been injuries. They they did a lot in the probably three or four years uh, in, in the lead up to this moment of, of recruiting in high profile players and that has now been questioned as whether it was the right path for them. I think it's just pure frustration that the success that was kind of promised for this period of time, it hasn't been delivered. Mm. And it, and it's almost the, that middle-of-the-road team that kind of needs a, a bit of a, a shake-up and mm. whether this is the right approach, who knows? We'll, we'll wait and see. But yeah. I think it's, it's more about the frustration at the situation that the club is in yeah. and where it's going to go next rather than the fallout of what has occurred with Brett Ratton. Yeah, it, and it's funny with Manly, they made the top four last year, 2021. So it's, yeah, uh, that, the CEO, Scott Penn, came out and said they're, they have a premiership winning team and they need a coach that can turn them into a premiership winning team. So, look, it remains to be seen what happens with Manly at the Seabold, who's done some work here at SDN, looks the most likely uh, to get that coaching role from next year. But we'll see if he can turn things around fairly quickly. It'll be, interesting. It'll be very interesting to see Manly early on next season, no matter uh, who's part of that coaching staff. Yeah, and the St Kilda will be in a very similar position, I would imagine. Uh, I'll let you get back to your World Cups, That's Dan. fine, that's Tying fine. them up into a nutshell. Yes, exactly. I will. We'll chat <laughs> next week. Have a good one, Matty. Will do. Good on you, Dan. Uh, Matty Cox there in Melbourne, host of Tradies News in a nutshell. We chat to him each and every Wednesday. We'll do that again next Wednesday. And we do that for Makita. This season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Now, we've got some Premier League matches on as well throughout the course of this morning. There's only two this morning. There's a stack tomorrow morning. Uh, there's one about to kick off in literally 15 seconds between Brighton and Nottingham Forest. We spoke to John yesterday, John Gallo, our football expert here on Tradies News, um, and he said it was a bit disappointing that Brian have lost two games in a row. They would be heavily favoured to favoured to beat Nottingham Forest this morning, so we'll keep you across that. And then at 6.15 this morning, Crystal Palace taking on Wolves. Uh, that one in Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace's home ground, Selhurst Park. Uh, the other game that was supposed to be played today, which would have been a beauty between Arsenal and Man City, has been postponed. And as I say, there is a stack of games tomorrow morning and a couple of games on Friday morning as well. So we'll keep you across uh, the game that's about to get underway there over the course of the next half an hour. Then Jimmy Smith-Brandy in breakfast. Patton Heels as well for our Queensland listeners. That game between Tonga and Papua New Guinea literally just about to kick off. So we'll keep you across that as well. Spoke to Vossi. At the top of the show, he is tipping Tonga, but he's expecting a fairly close game. And just seeing some of the images of the crowd, uh, it's always uh, great when uh, we see Tonga play. We saw them play New Zealand, didn't we, in the middle of the year at Mount Smart Stadium in Auckland, and it was basically all Tonga fans. Uh, so I imagine it's a very good atmosphere there at Totally Wicked Stadium in St. Helens. Probably one of the best names for a ground uh, in the world. Now, uh, 29 minutes to 6, 29 minutes to 5 in Queensland, just before a break, asking you this morning, 
best World Cup performances in any World Cup. Can be individual performances, can be team performances. 0457 736 736 or our open line 1300 01 1170. This is from Anthony. He says uh, Maradona won the World Cup for Argentina single handedly. Uh, Jordan style dominance by Maradona in the hand of God World Cup. Yeah, Maradona, one of the greatest, if not the greatest football player ever. Thank you, Anthony. There's a couple of more texts there. I'll get to them shortly. Also, after the break, we will uh, wrap up the T20 from yesterday. Of course, uh, more to come today. Australia, as we said with Maddie, not in action again until Saturday, their first game of the World Cup. Keep those texts coming in. 0457 736 736 is the text number. You can call the open line 1300 01 1170. That game between Tonga and Papua New Guinea has just kicked off at, and it is, of course, at Nil all, just about 20 seconds gone. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is World Cups in a nutshell. It's 28 minutes to six, 28 to five in Queensland. It's 23 and a half to six, 23 and a half to five in Queensland. Four and a bit minutes gone in this game between Tonga and Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea has to be said, have had probably the better of the chances in the opening minutes of the game. About four minutes, four and a half minutes gone. It is Tonga and Papua New Guinea uh, near law, but Papua New Guinea again on the attack. So we'll keep you across uh, that. That would be a major ball. Well, it wouldn't be a major ball over if they won, but it would definitely be an upset against Tonga. So four and a half gone there. Looks like a reasonably sized crowd at St. Helens for this game, as you'd expect between uh, Tonga and Papua New Guinea. So four and a half gone, and it is nil all. Uh, but they are throwing the ball around uh, Papua New Guinea, playing some entertaining rugby league at the start of this game. Keep you across that. 0457 736 736 is our text number, or you can give us a call 1300 01 1170. We'll update you in just a second on the T20 World Cup as well, what happened yesterday and what is ahead of us today. But before that, let us go to the text line. As I do that, Papua New Guinea have scored the opening try of this game. Five minutes gone, so it's Papua New Guinea four with a kick to come leading Tonga nil. Bit of a shock scoreline early on. They've had most of the ball, Papua New Guinea, and he felt that try was coming. So five and a half gone, four nil. Papua New Guinea over Tonga with a kick to come. A nice try uh, there. Looked like it was set up by Lachlan Lamb. So four nil uh, with a kick to come for Papua New Guinea. Now on the text line, asking you stand out World Cups 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 is the open line. This one from Dan. He's listed quite a few. Uh, let's go through them. Uh, the first one is the one that I was referring to at the top of the show. The 2014 Germany v. Brazil in Brazil. This is the Football World Cup. Uh, and uh, Germany were seven up at half time. I remember watching that game pretty early in the morning. I think it was a 4 or 5 a.m. kickoff. Um, it, you know, people wasn't, wasn't expecting uh, Germany maybe not to win that game. A lot of people probably thought Germany would win, but not by that extent. That was an amazing result. 7-0 before halftime. Uh, his second one, 1998, France versus Italy quarterfinal. Penalty shootout. Stress and just a nail-biter of a game which led France to winning the World Cup in 1998. They defeated both finalists from the previous World Cup. Uh, his third one, the 2006 final, Italy versus France. Another classic between uh, these two. Game will be remembered for a headbutt, unfortunately, but was another penalty shootout nail-biter with uh, Italy winning uh, in the end. Uh, thank you, Dan. Some great ones. Yeah, that 2014 one really does stand out in the memory. That was just a fantastic performance by Germany. Thanks for that text. Dan, that kick uh, has been... 
Uh, he's kicked that goal, so tries been converted. 6-0 Papua New Guinea over Tonga. Exactly seven minutes gone. 6-0 Papua New Guinea over Tonga. This from the Yeovil Treeman. Hi, Dan. For my standout performance in a World Cup, I go back to the 2015 Rugby World Cup when Japan, who had never won a World Cup match in 24 years, stunned the might of South Africa, 34-32. to 32. That from the Yeovil Treeman. Thank you, uh, Yeovil Treeman. Of course, we've got the Men's Rugby Union World Cup next year. We've got the Women's Rugby Union World Cup going on at the moment in New Zealand. Keep them coming in. We'll get to them, more of them in a second. Standout World Cup performances in any sport, individual or team-wise, 0457 736 736. Or you can call the open line anytime, 1300 01 1170. 1300 01 1170. It is time to do this. Time to get the latest from the T20 World Cup. Yeah, and two games yesterday as well, and there'll be two games today. Uh, we saw the Netherlands over at Namibia, of course, Namibia. They managed to beat Sri Lanka on Sunday. Uh, couldn't get over the Netherlands, though. The Netherlands won by five wickets with three balls left. Namibia, off their 20 overs, made six for 121. Uh, and then the Netherlands managing to get that with three balls to spare, five for 122. Lost five uh, wickets, but still fairly easy for them. And then last night, Sri Lanka, after that loss to Namibia, did hit back. Uh, they won that by 79 runs off their 20 overs. Sri Lanka made eight for 152. The UAE, unfortunately for them, could only make 73 runs, all out for 73 of 17.1 overs. So Sri Lanka winning that one by 79 runs. Today, two matches to come at 3 o'clock. Scotland will play Ireland. Scotland, as I mentioned with Maddie, were very good against the West Indies uh, the other day in Hobart. We'll see if they can continue that form against Ireland. And then tonight at 7 p.m., this is Sydney time, uh, so minus an hour in Queensland, West Indies will take on Zimbabwe. The West Indies will host Zimbabwe after the West Indies, of course, lost to Scotland the other day. So some intriguing matches in the World Cup. And as we say, we're all looking forward uh, to Saturday uh, when Australia play New Zealand. England also in action on Saturday at 10 p.m. Sydney time. Um, and, of course, India and Pakistan, of course, on Sunday. We'll talk more about that as we get closer to the weekend. And, of course, Pat Cummins, as we know, uh, not 2020-related, but has been named captain of the one-day international team. That was announced yesterday. Still not sure what's going on uh, with Dave Warner. We may get to that. That seems just to be a never-ending story. Uh, almost 10 gone. Still Papua New Guinea, six leading Tonga, nil. Not sure if you caught the news last night. Now, Lindsay Collins... Uh, who looks like he'll be making his debut for Australia this weekend in that game against Scotland, which will be early Saturday morning as Papua Guinea almost go in for another try. It had to be uh, knocked down by the Tongan player and Katara, else they would have been in again, Papua New Guinea. So a strong start by Papua New Guinea. They'll get the ball back 10 out from the Tongan line. But yeah, Lindsay Collins, very emotional about making his debut. His grandfather, Lionel Williamson, played for Australia. And he lifted the trophy in both the 1968 and 1970 World Cups uh, played uh, along the uh, likes of Bob Fulton, Eric Sims. Uh, Yeah, so he, uh, Lionel Williamson, was very emotional, Lindsay Collins, yesterday. Um, Coming off suspension, of course. Uh, Didn't play the first game for Australia and uh, missed the final. It was for the Roosters, but uh, will be playing on Saturday against Scotland. And that will also be uh, the chance for Nathan Cleary to play and all the other grand finalists that did not play in that game against Fiji last weekend. Uh, now, that looks like Papua New Guinea uh, claiming another try, but the referee has said knock on, trying to ground the ball. So Tonga survived, but 11 minutes gone. 
It's Papua New Guinea 6, Tonga 0. Uh, Papua New Guinea 6, Tonga 0. 11 minutes gone. Uh, just some news away from the World Cups. Manly, we were talking about this with Maddie about 20 minutes ago. We know they're set to offer Anthony Seabold a three-year deal to replace Des Hasler. There was a lot of talk yesterday about Shane Flanagan basically agreeing to terms to uh, be the assistant coach, but he's revealed overnight he hasn't spoken to the club despite those reports. So he rubbished a report that he has agreed to terms on a deal with the Seagulls, emphasising he hasn't spoken to the club, let alone seen a contract. Uh, Now, we know he was last in charge of the Sharks in 2018, and has been part of uh, Fox League for the past couple of years. But he said on Fox League last night that he hasn't spoken to Manly at all. Seabold's last uh, head coaching offer in the NRL was five years ago at the Broncos, as we know, and he, uh, we know how that all ended up. So it's a three-year offer for Seabold. We haven't got that confirmed yet. We'll wait and see when that does get locked in. But uh, the talk about Shane Flanagan at the moment, he said he hasn't spoken to the Manly Seagulls, and... Says it's all rubbish. We'll wait and see uh, if he does end up there as Anthony Seabold's assistant coach, but we'll wait and have a look. Meantime, uh, assistant Michael Monaghan, he has been axed. Another member of Des Hasler's former coaching staff. He was uh, dumped on Monday night by the Manly Sea Eagles. So there you go. Now, uh, Canberra, in the meantime, speaking of coaches that have been uh, sacked over recent months, uh, the former Tigers coach, Michael Maguire, who is, of course, in charge of New Zealand over there. He would have been pretty happy with what he saw on Monday morning in that victory. Uh, it was announced yesterday by the Canberra Raiders uh, that he will be joining them for the next couple of years. He will be the club's senior NRL consultant uh, for the next two years. Uh, he will assist with Canberra's defence for 2023. Well, current assistant coach, one of the current assistant coaches, Mick Crawley, will help with the club's attack. Uh, Canberra will not replace two other assistant coaches from this year, Andrew McFadden, who's joined the Warriors, and Brett White, who is linked with the Gold Coast. Raiders coach Ricky Stewart and Maguire were teammates at Canberra uh, between 1992 and 1996. So Michael Maguire joining Canberra as Tonga go in for their first try of this game to Will Penasini. Uh, so it is now Papua New Guinea 6, leading Tonga 4. Kick to come for Tonga, 13 and a half. Gone. Yeah, so Maguire, he will arrive in Canberra after the World Cup concludes next month. And we know uh, he is a former Canberra assistant coach and was sacked by the West Tigers earlier this year. I think that's a pretty handy pickup for the Canberra Raiders as a consultant, NRL consultant, for the next two years. So Tonga in for their first try. Uh, gets the run of play a bit. It's a long-range try ending in Will Pedersini scoring that play. Tonga, I think, have had the better of the play in the opening 14 minutes, but in a moment, it will be 6 or 14 minutes gone. Papua New Guinea 6, Tonga 4. Um, and just before a break, uh, in terms of cricket, we heard about Pat Cummins being named captain of the Australian one-day international team, uh, taking over from Aaron Finch. George Bailey, uh, head of selectors, he's given a subtle nudge to Cricket Australia to hurry up uh, and I think everyone would agree, uh, and decide on what David Warner's future is, lamenting the distraction the drawn-out process has created on the eve of the World Cup. Now, the national selector made it clear he and his panel were always going to endorse Pat Cummins for the one-day captaincy, describing it as a no-brainer, but said the dragged-out process around whether to overturn Warner's lifetime leadership ban was not fair on the batting star. Bailey said selectors could not afford to continue waiting indefinitely through the World Cup for the Integrity Union 
the board and then an independent panel to make a call on Warner and therefore whether he could be officially included in the process for replacing Aaron Finch. Um, the delay has further damaged an already fractured relationship between Warner and head office and created a storm of speculation at the start of a major tournament which could have been avoided had Cricket Australia dealt with the issue months ago in the off-season. Uh, Bailey said yesterday, like all things, once something is ratified by the board, it's best to get it out there. Certainly internally for us, it's a no-brainer decision. Pat is the person we want leading the team. Uh, separately to the David issue, I welcome Cricket Australia's review into the code of contact. conduct. I think that's excellent. What I do hope is that it happens in a really timely manner. I think everyone agrees with that. I know on this show, we were talking about this a couple of months ago and we've been talking about it a lot more, but there was a stack of texts the morning we were talking about it saying one way or another, rewarder, but just make a decision. Uh, we'll see what happens with that because uh, there is news that if Pat Cummins, who will not be playing every one-day international, if Warner is allowed to be part of the leadership group, he could be captain on the occasions that Pat Cummins doesn't play. Anyway, we'll wait and see what happens with that, hopefully, a decision, as George Bailey says, uh, very, very soon. Text line 0457 736 736. You can call the open line as well on 1300 01 1170. Let's go around the grounds. We'll do that for Ken Arts Hire. They make your job easy. Take a Talk to someone who has taken the Ken Oath today in that Rugby League World Cup game. 16 and a half gone. It's Tonga and Papua New Guinea. Uh, six all Tonga on the attack. And in the EPL, we've had 18 minutes gone between Brighton and Nottingham Forest at Brighton. And it is nil all between Brighton and Nottingham Forest. Another game coming up, as I said, in about 25 minutes time from now between Crystal Palace and Wolves. couple of texts there asking you your standout World Cup performances. We'll get to them after a break. 0457 736 736 or call the open line 1300 01 1170. Break and back with more. And I see Trent Robinson, as I mentioned at the top of the show, has called for France to get more opportunities to play tests against the world's top teams. Uh, he stressed the need for rugby league to have a greater domestic presence as well in France. He spoke after their win yesterday against Greece, and as he was appointed uh, the nation's director of rugby league in 2020. And he said they were already building for the next World Cup. He said there's a lot of guys in their mid-20s there, a couple of really young guys that are in our squad that are in our 19 and 20s as well. Uh, there's some future there, obviously, with Toulouse playing in the Super League this year and Catalans. The 2025 Rugby League World Cup will be held in France, giving it some extra significance for a nation whose Rugby League pedigree served uh, some unique obstacles. So, yeah, the next uh, Rugby League World Cup in France. And as I said, pretty impressive against Greece last uh, yesterday morning. Our time, uh, 22 minutes gone in that game between Tonga and Papua New Guinea. Pretty even, uh, six all between Tonga and Papua New Guinea. A couple of texts to finish off the show on 0457 736 736. This one from the Big G says, Morning, Dan. My outstanding World Cup performance would have to be Australia's first World Cup in the one-day format in India. Thank you for that one, Big G. And the Chook Man will finish us off. He says, Hi, Dan. Johnny Wilkinson uh, kicked the pants of us in the Rugby World Cup final a few years back. Yeah, 2003, that was quite some time ago. Breakfast not too far away. Jimmy Smith filling in for Vossi Brandy with him as well. And for listers through SENQ 693 and SEN 1620, a.m. Padden Heels here in an hour's time. Thanks for your company. Tomorrow I'll have a chat with Vossi and Chris Perkins in America. News is next, followed by breakfast. Have a wonderful Wednesday.
When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.